Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz, of course, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And uh, yeah, it's been a little while since you heard from us, but more importantly, we are back in the saddle and we got plenty to discuss. We got a victory that we got to acknowledge, talk about, and then we got some signings also that have transpired in the interim also. But either way, you already know it's going to be an interactive show today, so hit us up on Twitter or X, whatever you like to call it. At the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good hair man, and we had a dope, dope victory on Saturday, baby. No doubt, it's been a minute since we talked about this victory. How was it for you, though, baby? It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? It's funny. I, I don't want to take any credit, but didn't I kind of speak it into existence? I told you, I want this type of game where the Steelers offense comes out and they're flying and the place gets rocking and we have a lot of fun and we win comfortably. And God bless America. Jolly old St. Nick. That's the way it went down. I had a great time. I had a fantastic time. Really it kicked is. off a uh, you know kicked off a nice uh, two days off for us as well too, which is this very is also very true, man. rare this time of year. So you said shout out to Coach Tomlin. Shout out Mike T. Mm-hmm. Shout out Mason R. Mm-hmm. Shout out that stellar defense. George P. Listen, I'm going to put my feet up today because you're right. I mean, we have got a million things to talk about, and just about all of them are fun and positive and uh, trending in the right direction type conversations. So I had a lot of fun. If you I can't like tell, the whole, town, like the whole town knows you had a lot of fun, Wes. No, without a doubt, man. And I will also say this: remember, we had some controversy, me and you, surrounding this Rudolph Ooh. and are we pun or not? All I'm gonna say is this: you were in the stadium, I was in the stadium. They definitely played it at the end, and they had like the zoom in camera on them the whole time. It was awesome. So he linked into it. it was so awesome. I'm like, if you gonna lean into it, we could all support it. Now it was clear cut. He was all paid. He was on the same page. It was with awesome. It. Yeah. And in that type of situation too, where like it's a comfortable yes. victory. Yes. Absolutely. It was no like, all right, are we trying to be funny or not? It was like clear. Like, can we be funny or not? And oh no, and then the Bengals go yeah. ten plays, right, eighty right, yards, right. and win the game. Right. And, yeah. But no, it was clear. It was like, all right, so we actually we 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 didn't done this thing the way it was supposed to be done right here, man. So. I guess I was definitely impressed with that. But um, what were your overall just instant reactions to Mason Rudolph's performance? Ooh. Well, first, actually, before I forget, since it is the first show we've done since the game. Mm-hmm. Victory! Boom. One, just one time for the there culture. It is. One time for the culture. You got to do it for the culture. Man, I thought Mason, I don't know, if, if you would ask me this the day after or yeah. even in the last couple of days, maybe my answer was different. would have been different, but... Mm-hmm. Now that we've had some time to think about it and the excitement of it has worn off. like Has just, the excitement really worn off? Maybe not. I'm still excited. Uh, me too. Yeah. It's a great day. Man, sh- preparation. Like, that's that's what I think now that I've had some time. It would have been so easy for Mason Rudolph, and you've talked about this struggle before for every backup, but I think particularly at the quarterback position, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can be thrust into being the guy real fast. Yeah. You know, you got some injuries on defense or – 
maybe on the offensive line or whatever, you could try and hide that that guy a little bit who hasn't played in forever. That ain't happening with the quarterback. Nah. Um, and for you, you said this last week that it was going to look like one of two things: that Mason was being preparing for this moment, and you know you, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready type thing. Yeah. Or you know, not that these were your words, but for lack of a better term, maybe the deer in headlights to stick with yeah. the <laughs> to I mean, stick with the, because, the animal references, right? Yeah, because the thing is, if you're not prepared, and you, or excuse me, if you're not preparing in those moments, you know, away from this opportunity, away from the spotlight, you don't get the chance to make up that time again. When they say, hey, all right, fire drill, fire drill, fire drill, you keep, oh, it's just fire drill. I ain't really got to get up. I ain't really got to go through the routine of it. And then it's actually the fire. Now you're like, whoa. Oh, crap. What am I supposed to do again? Where's the fire hydrant? Hey, which way do I go? Where, which one's the emergency you exit? You know, what's the closest spot? And now you're in a compromising position and you can really get exposed that way. I thought for Mason, man, from start to finish, he just looked in command. So not to cut you off, no, but I was that, just piggybacking on what you were saying right there, man. That I think you're spot on. I know you're spot on. And again, that is more noticeable at the quarterback position than anywhere else on the football field. He was ready to go. Um, yeah, listen, I, I don't want to make I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that second play touchdown in that game was all because of him. You know, it's not like he threw a 60 yard, you know, on a on a in someone's pocket. But but, but let's also not minimize. And I'm it. not minimizing it either. And, exactly. And the reason I would say not minimize it. I know we still kind of have a civil war quarterback. So, of course, we as Steeler Nation, you mean not exactly not you. And right. I. So, of course, when the praise is getting too loud for the other crowd that is supporting their horses and whoever they may be, whether it's the Mitch crowd, the Mason crowd, the Caleb Williams crowd, or whatever it else it may be, this is the natural progression, right? Mm-hmm. What do we start saying? Oh, he ain't do that much. I've seen people saying, if you take away the yak yardage, yeah, right, right. what did he do? And I'm like, give me when a, did give we start me a break, man. grading quarterbacks off of no yak yardage? We, like, we, we moved what? the field goal post so then, much, it's insane. And then to take it just a step further regardless of yak we say this is a game of inches and how many times have we talked specifically about the ball placement mattering a completion is not just a completion whereas the ball placed Mm -hmm. matters that's a prime example if that ball is low if that ball is behind it's not a touchdown ball placement matters man 100 percent. the same when we look at that catch and say great catch you look at that throw and you say, man, dope throw. You put it right where he needed to be, right where he could catch it, get his head turned around, get a chance to make a defender miss, and then do everything else. Mm-hmm. So let's not minimize no that doubt. No part. Doubt. And I'm you glad you said mean? that, too. Like, I, you know you yeah, know what I was I, saying there. Me and you were on the same page. But this, You know when I correct. talk like that, I'm not talking to you. It's like the Mike Tomlin thing. Uh, exactly. I might be talking to, talking to you, but to I'm not team. talking to you, okay? I'm talking to you, but I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> he was ready to go, and then you get that. You know, you, you have a play go your way, second play of the game. Good throw, great run after catch. You know, I thought the nice uh, touch, or the nice run by Najee on first down, where you got what, like four or five it yards, set it up, help set that up. That opens up your options on second and manageable there already. Uh, and man, he was off and running after that. Like you said, he was accurate, he was decisive. I thought he did a really good balance of listen. We know this Steelers team, this offense has to take care of the football. That's how they yeah. win games. And when they don't take care of the football, that's how they lose games. It's crazy when you break it down like that. Huh? It, 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 he was selectively aggressive. Right, he had he had good risk management. <laughs> he 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 had he took a few risks. There were times where he regressed, like that sixty-six yard, the the one the one long. I don't remember if it was sixty-six yard. Yeah. It wasn't the long touchdown. Maybe it was no, the, the, the one, sideline the, the one. George, George Pickens, two feet in the, the two uh, feet uh-huh. sideline catch, and he lays down, and we're like, did he actually get him in? And he like, oh, he that, did. That was third and one, absolutely. And he's throwing what a 30, 40 yard pass there, absolutely. 
selectively aggressive. Mm-hmm. That was a moment where he was selectively aggressive and it paid off. He also had moments where he didn't take the risk, where he threw the ball away, where he took the sack, where he yeah. whatever to, to to do that thing that this offense needs to do and not turn the ball over and live to fight another down. Uh, he was prepared. He was ready to go. You could tell that team rallied around him. And again, when you get the second play from scrimmage for the offense, when mm-hmm. you get an 86-yard touchdown, I mean, to George Pickens, too, and after the week that he had, I mean. Because it's so much to digest, even with the GP element. Insane. We haven't even got there yet. Insane. We're going to get there, but we ain't got there just and yet. Again, yeah. I know you were in the stadium, and I'm sure people at home could feel this, too, But and I'm going to turn it over to you here in a second because I've rambled a lot to start Bro, the show. I am loving where we're at right now. Don't trip. The emotion was when when George Pickens crossed that goal mm-hmm. line and the next 20, 30 seconds out there on the field, mm-hmm. the emotion was palpable. Not mm-hmm. just from 14, it obviously was. Uh-huh. Not just from Mason, it obviously was. Mm-hmm. But the other nine guys on t- that t- field talk about were going it. wild. <laughs> talk about They've been hearing the criticism. Deontay They've been feeling the was energy. Losing his mind. Yeah. Jones was losing hey. his mind. Jalen Ward was, was blacking out, his bro. Mind. Facts. The, those guys, that moment meant so much to them, and they were. They were off and running from mm-hmm. there. They were dialed in. They were focused. They were buttoned up. They were prepared. Yes. And I think though that that starts with quarterback play. Credit to him. Credit to no, Mason. Absolutely. And that was one of the things, man. Um, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit, and hopefully I don't get too distracted with this uh, story. Hey, we ain't got nothing but time. But, you know, I actually missed uh, seeing the touchdown live eyeballs. I had to watch it on TV, bro. You know where the boy was at. Were you, were you like, going from the great uh-uh, hall uh-uh, to uh-uh, your seats? Uh-uh. You, you know where the boy was oh, at. Oh, Chicken Pete's? Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. That means you got to be standing Come there on, at that bro. Chicken and Pete's for the Come rest on, of the bro. season. Come on, bro. I'm, I'm actually so proud I'm of you. I'm in there. I'm so hey, proud look, of you. Hey, look, and I tried to duck out, but I got noticed. So then I'm like, oh, now I felt guilty. So now I'm like, dang. And as I'm watching the play, as soon as I get up, I'm mid-order. Can I get the crab fries extra seasoning? Oh, my God. Because they got the TVs the right TVs there. The TVs are right the, there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 bro. The lady's looking at me like, what happened? What? I'm like, bro. Touchdown. Who? <laughs> touchdown. Who? Mason, touchdown. Pickens, bomb. Touchdown. It's like, what? I'm like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So salute that. But in terms of the start, That's man, awesome. you couldn't have asked for a better start for Mason. You know? We obviously said, man, preparation means opportunity. Well, sometimes confidence is also factored into that thing. I always, you know, think of back in my 90s babies, you know, growing up, Powerpuff Girls. They have a little sugar. Ooh, they put a little spice little in spice. there, and you gotta have everything that's nice. A little bit of everything. That's you feel nice. me? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you accidentally just bump that that chemical X in there. That's the confidence element of it, it's right? Be the nostalgia bump. Man, the the Powerpuff Dunks just dropped. Man, I had to, you know, couldn't help myself. Had to reference it real quick. But um, sugar, spice, and everything nice. But when you think about Mason, right? He had to have some of those things working by himself. He had to be what practicing on his own, man. Making sure that he's. In between the ears, seeing what he's supposed to see. I thought that was really good in terms of him anticipating throws. He did an excellent job all night of just anticipating where he wanted to go with the football. That was the first part of it. The second part was what? He had to physically be ready to go, too. We talked about the rep distribution and practice when you're QB3. But then at the same time, we said if you're smart, you go take all them practice squad reps. Mm -hmm. And now you get to face number one defense. Mm -hmm. It looked like he was doing some of those things. So we had the mental... We had the physical. The last part was that confidence. And there is no telling what that was going to be like because sure. we hadn't seen him. You know how hard it is to be confident? We haven't seen you in over a year. In live, regular season, meaningful football, starter, 
We didn't know what to see. We didn't know what to expect. Nothing. We haven't even seen him taking reps with the first Think team, about really. It, bro. Like at least with Mace, or at least with well, Mitch, Mitch, you've seen it. We've seen him take some first team reps. Yeah, Mason. I mean, he's none been, of that. He's been buried. So you finally get this chance, and it's literally the second play. The confidence shows up. Ugh. And throughout the game, the confidence showed up. The play that stood out to me the most from a confidence standpoint, I think it was what third and three down in the goal line. He's dropped back the uh, drop backs cover one. Uh uh-uh, uh, pulls it down. Stiff arms. Yes. Logan Wilson yes. dives yes. for the first that down. Gets awesome. up, puts the celebration on. I said, in. I say, yo, he's in his bag. He is in that the was zone. A great play. He is locked in right now. I said, the confidence is just dripping off of homie right now. I loved that, man. I love that. But that was that added element because you've seen plenty of people that are talented, plenty of people that know what to do, but if the confidence is not there, they are never going to be able to execute the play. They are never going to be able to operate in those moments. They're never going to be able to just take those chances. Like you said, 31, and one, are you stretching the field going deep ball? That's confidence. That's preparation. Mentally, you know what you're looking for, and now you're trusting your physical abilities. Mm-hmm. That's the part, like I said, man, across what I was really impressed with Mason from that because you just never know when a dude takes that much time away what all those things will look like, man. So it's funny. Max was saying this, our, you know, our, our Moats' rival, Max Starks. Yeah, right? man. Was he in the office today or was he Was he, he was remote? I, I take it he was remote. He was in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Man, must be nice. You know, I was driving through the a, monsoon. It felt like my toes a, was kind of cold, it's a man. chilly 67 degrees and sunny Sheesh, out, there, man. out does, there in does, Phoenix. I wonder, does he do the show with like sun? No, it's, too, it's probably too early out there. Because it is our, to be he fair, ain't it's sunbathing. It's so, 7 a.m. So he's when he probably goes in his jammies and his, well, and his California king. Sun's coming up by second hour of the show. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess. So, so, it's coming so he's up. probably a little bit more perky in the second half of the hour. That's what he sound like. He okay, is. okay, okay. Must be nice, man. He, he be in his little gym. He probably has a little Steelers onesie when he goes to sleep. Hey, let me go over and talk about these guys real quick. You start hearing the water. It's like, is he brushing the teeth over there? That's how he brushing the teeth. No, it's just in the Vosh commercial. He ain't brushing the teeth just yet. Then after he come out in the second hour, hey, man, all right, guys, you're ready to roll? All right. No like, yo, what is this, man? Starts. Come on, Max. Max was saying that he remembers uh, during, what, what was it? 18 when the 17 when the Steelers, whatever draft it was when the Steelers drafted Rudolph. Okay. Uh, 18. 18? Yeah, after I left. Yep. Okay. Um, Max was saying that he remembers looking through Mason's uh, profile with some of the scouts after they had drafted him. Uh huh. And the area yep. where he ranked highest was resiliency. Mm-hmm. Man, like that's mm-hmm. that speaks to mm-hmm. what we saw because, like you said, it, I, I'm sure you've been in. Oh, I, I I know. I mean, you spent nine years in the NFL. You were bound to, at one point, be in the locker room with somebody who was the opposite of Mason Rudolph. They weren't prepared. Yeah. They weren't ready to go. And they got that opportunity, and they couldn't take advantage of it. And that's the classic opportunity knocks once, and, and you then, better be ready to answer. And you know what they did afterwards? They pointed the fingers at the coach. It was like, yo, yep. that's your fault, man. Yep. Why they do me like that? Right. You're like, bro, that was on you. You you you've been on this team now for the season started months ago and what have you been doing? Have you just been collecting a paycheck or have you really been staying ready? Um, you in the same meetings as it started. Don't forget that. That's it. Everything that started here, you get to you hear. get it as well. Come too. on, baby. They are not locking you out of the meeting rooms. Uh-uh. Um, so yeah, so I mean that that deserves full marks because it's one thing to stay locked in like that, you know, for a little period of time for a month. Or, but he, I mean, he's. Two years basically of doing mm-hmm. that. Um, good for him. Good for Mason. And it was. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun, man. It was good vibes down there at Acershire Stadium. All we were missing were seventy thousand red noses. 
like someone suggested last week. But what I will say is this, though, man. I do like the fact that by the time the Mason Rudolph chance actually happened, they were genuine. Now, granted, largely because of that second play being the touchdown pass, we really didn't get a chance for any negativity to happen early on. But it was wall to wall. I mean, that like, felt good, huh? Remember what that felt like, like? We never had a chance for it to be like a law or any negative, like nothing. Even when we had a three and out, we just kind of like, bro, we ain't sure. We got twenty one points right now, bro. Who cares? So yeah, man. When it's like that, baby, it's a beautiful, beautiful situation. But um, no doubt. we are gonna get ready to take our first break. But when we get back, I do want to start uh having some of the power grid and megawatts, man. Get your thoughts, comments, concerns, and specifically. What you doing going forward? Because the boss man did speak about Ooh, Mason Rudolph yesterday. Yeah. You thought we was going to wait on it? Oh, now we right into this thing. So don't touch that dial. So Arthemosis Wesley Ula, and this is Stills Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And of course, it's the Steelers Blitz. And uh, that first segment, we were reacting a little bit to Mason Rudolph's electric performance. Saturday night versus Cincinnati Bengals, man. Well, we got a chance to see him in his big arm. Ultimately cut up out there, man. Lead to a historic day from George Pickens as well. And just brought the offense back to a feeling that we ain't had in a minute, man. 30-plus points. We we didn't have to say this is... This, you know, is a game where we would have scored 30 if this would have happened. I mean, it could have been 30 if they ain't taken it. It would have been 30 if it this and that. You know it would have been 30 if that wouldn't happen. That was a 30-point game if this... So we tripping those multiple passing touchdowns. Man, that would have happened if this, you know what I mean? Like, but if we went there, you around the corner and that, it would have been two touchdowns. It would have been passing. But, you know, the one he dropped, man, come on, bro. You know how that is sometimes, man. Doesn't it feel good to He's not funny. have to do that today? It feels great. Like, that seriously? Was, man, maybe that was like one of the most fun things about that, right? Was I'm like, we don't got to talk in cursive. It wasn't to try like to... they scored 34 points, oh, but the defense had two pick sixes. Or, oh, you yeah. know, like they... They scored 34 points. Like, it was great. They did it. It was a lot of fun. They did it. We should try doing that more often. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me Hold up, we can throw multiple passing touchdowns and still run the football and score a touchdown in the red zone? Is that mm-hmm. what you're implying? That is exactly because what Because if I'm I remember implying. correctly, Najee Harris scored. Um, yep. Depending on how you want to classify Calvin Austin, was that a jet sweep or would you call it a wide receiver sweep? I was just trying to figure out what, because I know y'all were, a lot of people were anti-jet sweep. I didn't know the verbiage y'all would use on that way. It looked real jet sweep-ish, just out the gun. But y'all tell me, <laughs> shout out to Jalen Ward on the block, though. All right, shout out to 30. No doubt. 30 was blocking his tail that? off all night, My man. Goodness. more like Jermaine was, Splat, yeah, am he, I right? He was blocking his tail off all night, man. Running game, pass pro. Um, you look at the big play where George Pickens scores his last touchdown pass. Bengals have a blitz call. Jalen Warren, once again, excellent blitz pickup, man. The old line, clean pocket. And then Mason, literally, you freeze frame it. When GP is catching this ball, Mason literally could have ran down there and placed it in his – like, perfect throw, perfect catch, perfect across the board, man. Yep. But, yeah, Jalen Warren, man, his blocking was beautiful oh. Saturday night, man. Absolutely he, beautiful. He – I tell you what, you – uh. 
you had a team of 11 guys who play like Jalen Warren and you wouldn't lose many football games. No, big facts on that, man. Big facts. But um, what we did in the last segment with we were, you know, like I said, reacting to Mason and also uh, transition a little bit because yesterday, the reason why we weren't available ah. is because Wes was on holiday and Coach T decided while Wes was on holiday that he would, you know, have a little press conference, drop some nuggets and things like that. More importantly, uh, the quarterback position, because that seemed to be the topic of discussion, right? Who's going to get the start? Do you go with Mason? If Kenny's available, do you go with Kenny? Is Kenny available? Because he was ruled out last game. And we basically got the exact same responses last week. Mason's going to get all the one reps in practice. He's going to be the guy we're preparing for. We'll leave the light on for Kenny, essentially. Mm-hmm. But until we know Kenny, <clears throat> Kenny from a health standpoint and, you know, the rest of the practice, which today is Wednesday. So now they'll be getting back to their normal practice schedule today, tomorrow and Friday. Yeah, keep an eye on today. And tomorrow's yeah, practice we'll know a here. lot more um, surrounding Kenny's availability. But if everybody is available, oh. I mean, obviously we got to find out what would you do? What would you do? Okay. <laughs> what you thinking, Mr. West Virginia? I know the Power Grid got some comments for us, but what you thinking? Or do you want to go Power Grid first? I like your West Virginia jersey, but you tell me how you feeling about this because this might be what they call a c- c- controversy. Conundrum? A controversy? Mm. Mm. A little situation. Arthur Motes, I am 32 years old. I'll be 33 in February, so not too far from now. Man, I'm happy for you. And you want to know the one constant with the Pittsburgh Steelers in my lifetime? Talk that talk. The coaches have changed now mm-hmm. only once in my lifetime, which is pretty crazy when you Okay, okay. I'm about to say, like man, that, how many right? coaches have changed? Bill yeah. Cowher and Mike Tomlin. That's yeah. it. Just one coaching change in my 33 years okay, of life. It okay. is pretty wild when you So they have like changed that. a coach. Yeah. Um, there you go. Quarterbacks, defenses, coaches, you know, general managers. Mm-hmm. You said that plural. This is the one on one, right? One GM this switched, one head coach this uh, no, switched. No, 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 no. Three, oh, who'd you three have? GMs, I think, in my no, I'm lifetime. Saying, who'd you have in your lifetime? Well, Kevin Colbert took over in 2000. Okay. So I was born in 91. Oh, so all right, were, all right. So not yeah. too far off there. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Um, I was about to say, man, you ain't far off. I was about to say, I know y'all was close. Yeah. <laughs> Act like you, oh, oh, what? Stop. We've had block uniforms. We've had bumblebee mm-hmm. uniforms. Beautiful. We've had gold helmets. We've had Roonies owning the organization. And in charge, you know, president of the organization, although different Roonies, but still the Roonies. We've had a Hinesville. We've had a Akashore. You definitely ain't getting no Three Rivers. Don't even lie. You did not get a Three Rivers. Buddy. You ain't getting no Three Rivers, bro. What are you talking about? They demolished Three Rivers in like 2001. I was 10 years old. What, you think you, I went to no sporting events in the first 10 I years of I just didn't think you was, I didn't think you did. Storms I and Buckos and I, I, Backyard Brawls. So I didn't know that. I ain't go to my first thing until I was fact, 22. In fact, yeah. real, first sporting event, period? In terms of professional, yeah, 22. Wow. I'll tell you, my first NFL game was when I played in. Yeah, but not like yeah. a baseball game? No. Basketball game? Man, we got the Norfolk uh, Norfolk Tides. They're triple whatever A. Yeah. No. Basketball. So you were a freshman we don't JMU, have... you didn't do like, let's go to a Baltimore Orioles game. No. You didn't do like a bus trip? No. You, I had practice. You were too busy. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. You and I had vastly different college yes, experiences. Yes. When I tell you, my first professional event was me as a professional, man. My first NFL stadium was the combine, bro. 
Casper Drift fan. So yeah, yeah, See, yeah. I didn't go to a lot. I went to a few Steeler games okay, when I was okay. growing up. Yeah. So that's um, what I'm thinking. I'm like, girl, you went like you I, would go, I would yeah. go to one game like every few years. Okay, you know. But Pirates games are three of But then again, two. though, where you're living at is different, right? Yeah, and you're I was surrounded also, by I was 20 minutes, uh, 15, 20 minutes away from three oh, no, no, But that's what I'm saying. You're surrounded by professional teams. And what I mean, pro sports Whereas town, for yeah. us, we don't have pro sports down there. So, like I said, our nearest team, you had the Redskins at the time. That's what they were mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. You got the Giants, the Eagles. Yep. The Panthers came along a little bit after the yeah, fact. Yeah, that's not close. Yeah, I mean, that's still, that's still five, four or five hours. Yeah, yeah so it was to, like, to to you ain't got no team team like that. And then in terms of college football, you got your HBCUs, sure. which are cool. Sure. But you would also and you agree. you were like a big Virginia Tech guy nah. or anything like And Virginia, bro, Virginia Tech, like five hours from our crib. Michael Vick, right? Think, Virginia's like five hours from the crib, bro. That's true. Yeah, Blacksburg's that is, not close. That's it's not complete, close. It's like Pittsburgh and Philly. Yes, absolutely. It's like what? Blacksburg Tech. <laughs> it's like people think that's close like, when what? you're not from Virginia. You, UVA, three hours. I'm like, bro, like, that's no, a Pittsburgh hype, man. Pittsburgh and Philly, those yeah. aren't far from each other, right? Absolutely not. Like, no, no, no. So, yeah, we like I said, we just didn't do it, man. No, so that's why I thought I was like, bro, you ain't you was going at that. I guess you were though, but that does make sense. So proximity, I like it, bro. I like it. Yeah, I went to a couple Steelers games at Three Rivers, a couple Buckos games, a uh, few backyard brawls. I've okay. told you before, my first vivid sports memory in my life was the '98 backyard brawl where bro, Mark where far. Mark Balger threw for six touchdowns at Three Rivers Stadium on Go the crazy No big deal. No big deal. Go crazy on the one thing though that has remained. Consistent over 33 yeah. years. We took a long, we really circled the wagons on that one. I liked it though. The Pittsburgh Steelers, nothing is more important than winning the next game. Mm-hmm. Not the future. What about these draft picks? Not the quarterback situation. But but don't you want to really know? Not tanking for. But, but you need to really, really, really know though. Pick. You could really, 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 really know one way or the other now. 33 almost years of being a Steelers fan mm-hmm. and living the major- the overwhelming majority of those 33 years in Western Pennsylvania. Talk about it. The one thing that has been consistent about this organization, the one thing that has been the mantra of this organization is that nothing is more important than the next game. Nothing outweighs the next opportunity. Are you sure? I'm a four-letter word that Beavers like to make sure. I was just out of the it. Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Again, it's a mantra that, that nothing is more important than the next game. Then what gives you the best opportunity to win the next game? And I don't know how you can sit here right now and not say that's Mason Rudolph. I listen from a 30,000 foot view thing. I don't Mason Rudolph's not going to be the Steelers quarterback eight, nine, 10 years from now. Kenny Pickett could be. So you want me to get back out there? Last two games, hostile environments, Seattle, Baltimore, season on the line. But what the Steelers have been about my entire life has been winning the next game, not thinking like that. And maybe now that's finally starting to drive some Steelers fans crazy for the first time. But over the last 30 years when we've been winning Super Bowls and going to the playoffs and having winning winning seasons consistently, I haven't heard anybody complain about that until recently. Until last year when it was time to get Kenny in there, and until this year now, you need you need the bigger quarterback evaluation. So I'm 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 going Mason. I could easily make an argument for the other side, don't get me wrong, but that's what I know for sure above all else in thirty three years as yeah. a Steeler fan. Man, I love your energy, man, and I love your mindset because a lot of times we always on the same page. But I just want to play devil's advocate yeah, for a for little it. bit. Go for it. Because again, you can very easily argue the other side. No, no, no. I ain't arguing the other side, but you had made a statement that you already knew Mason couldn't be the guy. Long term. Oh, that's the one you want to argue with. I'm just saying, what makes you think that the other guys can, though? Oh, I don't. So, what's the difference, then? 
you didn't f- spend a first round draft pick a year and a half ago on Mason Rudolph. You still drafted him, there, right? You did, yeah, third round, which is which is. And no you still brought him pick. back, also, right? But you have talked about this before the yeah. pol- the politics of, and that's of also it, real, right? yeah. But politics, another P word, is also different than production because production trumps politics when 100%. it's at that position. And we haven't seen production from that position like that. We can say what we Since want. Ben? You heard me kind of joke Since about seven. it, right? I was joking. Oh, we don't have to use the. This would have been if that happened. Oh, if it wasn't for this guy over here, that would have been. Man, we got to fire Canada, right? We talked about all these different variables, and we even said, man, you talked about it going into this game. We said, man, actually, Mason is in a terrible position because the defense is very banged up. We're making another switch at quarterback now. Mm-hmm. And we're really kind of in this weird phase of GP kind of pissed off. We don't know what's going on with him. It was just a lot of hodgepodge and a lot of variables not in his favor. Very different than how we talk about or how we evaluate Kenny at times. We're like, yo, everything has to be in his favor for us to, air quotes, properly evaluate him, right? Coordinator has to be right. Oh, this call has to be right. Oh, that has to be right. Oh, this needs to be right. Hey, that has to be. And it's like, okay. We've heard all of these excuses. We've heard all of these different justifications for why or why not, similar with Mitch. But didn't Mason go out there with the exact same set of personnel, same coaching staff, same playbook? In fact, way more banged-up defense as well, too. A defense now that is just mangled. We haven't seen our offense look anything remotely close to this. Bengals game last time we had almost 400 yards of total offense. Did it look like that? Nope. Not even, nah, nah. Don't even lie to yourselves. It did not. That's my thing right now. I'm like, it's different before you get a chance to see it. We can stand on the politics of Kenny. We can stand on Mitch, the money element of it, and the speculation of, hey, man, we haven't seen a lot of consistency from Mason. Mm-hmm. But, We've also haven't seen any of those quarterbacks do what Mason just did on Saturday. So how can he get a chance to show the consistency if he doesn't get a chance to replicate no doubt. that? And if I would have seen a glimpse of that from these other dudes, I think it's a different conversation. No doubt. That's but, what, I love it. People have brought up the, well, Ben Roethlisberger always went right back in when he was hurt. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger ben was, the un, shown he was the unquestioned yeah. guy for 18 years. Like, he had already we, shown what it. What are we talking about? When have I seen Kenny do this? When have I seen Mitch do this here in Pittsburgh? Not, well, this and this, that and that, that. I don't want the variables. I don't care about all this other stuff because... Point blank period. Mason got the exact same situation. just went out and did it. And that's the part for me where I'm like, if that is the case, I lean, I need to see it again, man. Because right. I want to give you a chance to show if, you, if you've no really doubt. been preparing and you've really been working on your game and this is the new version of you and you can do this again, what is stopping you from being here? And if you think if this if this was week eight right now, mm-hmm. like I don't think this would even be a question, right? right? The only reason that the, that they go back to Kenny thing is because it's the last two games of the season no. and he's missed a uh-uh. handful of injury, and you're feeling like, well, we got to see more of this guy. And more importantly, because we also know that yo the stakes are getting higher still, no doubt. But like if this, we had playoff aspirations before this situation ever occurred. If this was week eight, I don't think it's a conversation. I think you're saying, hey, give Kenny and let's yeah. see if Mason can do it again, and give Kenny a little yeah. extra time to heal up. Yeah. But this is one of them things, man, where cause and effect. You're not benching Kenny because of him being hurt, but the cause and effect is when he had all the opportunities that he did have, he never closed the door. 
Mitch tried to come in and open the door. Mitch couldn't do it, right? Mitch struggled. So he opened the door for who? Mason. Mason just came here and kicked the door and said, bro, I'm ready to play. What's up? I don't, I don't think we should just be in some hurry to take that up out of there or not let that get another opportunity. And, yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at this thing right now, man. <sighs> yeah. I, I'm, I, again, I lean back on what I know for the Steelers. And that's nothing is more important than the next game. Not the future of the quarterback position and, and, and what evaluations might be or, you know, who you might be uh, limiting or hampering or mm-hmm. not going to or whatever. It's always been about winning the next game. And when you saw how that offense responded around Mason, when you saw how well, Mason his nose so bright. How Mason looked himself, man. Mm-hmm. He was filled with glee. There there I, I don't know how you and, and that's the part of it too. I I think the guys in the locker room in that locker room know that they can win with Kenny Pickett, certainly. Yeah. They've done it already. They've done it already. Um shoot, they were what, seven and four when, That's what I'm when, saying. when, so when Kenny was when yeah. Kenny was injured and went out. But I don't know how you at the same time, I don't know how you could look at those guys and say, Yeah, we're not going with Mason again this week after what he just did. Well, and I think also the conversation shifts to this. Um Yes, we have won a lot with Kenny. Now, were those wins because of was he a part of the group or was it in spite of, I think, are different conversations also. We didn't have to create the fourth quarter Mason sure. narrative. No doubt. This was four quarters of just high-end quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, with Kenny, we know that it's happened so much that we literally would call him fourth quarter Kenny. Like, non-ironically, too. Right, like, that was... Fourth quarter, Kenny. Get it to the fourth quarter, man. He can give you a driver too. Yep. Except this is why we, to me at least, you got to see it again. I think so. It's not enough cachet just with it just yet. And we're not saying this the long term thing. You still keep it on the roster. Still get an opportunity, hopefully, whether it's later this season or in the all season. But I think after the performance we just saw, how do you not? I. I don't know this off the top of my head, but for a, a guy to have a game like that and then go back to the bench the following week, I would imagine that for, that's... For a non-Pro Bowl, all-pro, right, right. second contract I, I would caliber. imagine that that's yeah. a pretty rare situation. I'm sure yeah. it's happened before. And, you know, The NFL's been around a long time. There's a lot of teams that play a lot of games yeah. and a lot of injuries in this league. But I would say it's fairly unprecedented if a quarterback had a game like that and then wasn't back out there the next week. I'm just glad this time when you said the word unprecedented, it wasn't like the last time you was using unprecedented when it was really like apocalyptic outside in the unprecedented times of COVID. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you for that. I definitely do, man. It's a big word, like knee jerk. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, but, you know, knee jerk just is way different, bro. Way different. But we're not going to have a knee jerk reaction to this segment right here. We are going to take another break. Because when we get back, we've been seeing your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, power grist surrounding this Mason Rudolph conversation, and we want to do our due diligence with it, but we're not going to rush it, all right? So, we'll take this break. When we come back, we will be answering your questions on the Twitter.com. And once again, it's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Stills Nation Radio, Simon Casting on ESPN 970 AM.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, all right, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you know what time we on. Mm. Steelers Nation Radio, simulcasting ESPN 970 AM, and the Steelers Blitz is in full effect. Ah, yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I see that uh, the tweets have been coming in surrounding Mason Rudolph. And, of course, we're going to spend some time with it to end the top of the hour. So, in the words of uh, Big Red, in fact, that, oh, they they kind of going through it over there, man. They kind of going through it over Do there. Do you think Andy Reid's here today? I mean, I don't know. he got the time? I don't know. It, 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 where's Taylor Swift at? Uh, she might still be in Kansas City. Right. Unless they've ran her out of town. Oh, no. Ah. You know they calling her the Yoko Ono of the Chiefs. I oh, know, no, man. She don't deserve that. You just got to just got to watch out for the karma. Just watch out for the karma, okay? Well, Big Red, give me some of the little nuggies. Let me get some of the little nuggies. Come on. Time yours. What are those nuggies saying? Mm-mm-mm. Corey tweets us and says, "It's Mason right now. It's Mason, and you ride it out with the hot hand." You have confidence that Kenny Pickett is the kind of guy who is also always working and will always be prepared. It's Mason right now. And if for some reason he turns into a pumpkin, you go back to KP. Ooh. Now, see, that's interesting. Mason goes – the Steelers offense and Mason go out and stink it up in the first 30 minutes against Seattle. Would you think about going back to Kenny Pickett at halftime? This is my problem. I need to see the context of the stink. And this is what I mean. It can't be my man has a couple of bad possessions that or the offense funny, is kind of – I the know. Context I was, of the you know what I mean? I was, I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to be professional, no context, bro. The context of the stink. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be professional. All right. But, but this is my whole issue. It's like if you pull him because he has 3-3 and to start the game, you're killing his confidence once again. Also, you're sending a message to the guy that's coming in behind him that what – your leash Short is not leash. long either yeah. because you I haven't even seen you ever do what this guy has just done. And off of the best performance that we've seen from a quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger, probably not even 2020, you might even go 20, 2019, 2018 time frame, right? It's like, man, you're going to bench him after a couple of bad possessions, a slow start, a slow half. That's my only concern. For sure, for sure. Now, the context of the stink, meaning this, if he's playing bad and he's turning the ball over, you got to pull him. Because three turnovers in the first kill half or, you. Yeah. A three and out punt field position, rely on defense, will get going. Turnover is short field, momentum, points. That can't happen. Makes sense. So, that one turnover, sense. I'm not tripping. If it's two, but there are bad turnovers, meaning you're hitting a guy right in the face with the football, yeah, we got to get you a body there. Because a third turnover is ultimately going to kill us. No doubt. No doubt. And we still are mathematically involved in this playoff pitcher very much. We know Seattle's going to be a heck of a test. Seattle's in the same position we are. They are, absolutely. And depending on what's going on with Baltimore, we don't know who is showing up in that game just because of what they got going on in terms of one seeds, clinching and things like that. They could clinch the one seed with a win in Miami. Or, uh, uh, is that game in Baltimore or Miami? But they played the Dolphins Yeah, they played the Dolphins. So if they beat them, they could essentially clinch. I want to say they win, and I think it's – Somebody it is has in to Baltimore look. Sunday one o'clock. Yeah, so it's a nice like appetizer to the Steelers game. No, it absolutely is, man. So in that vein, like we know we can't just throw this game away, and we can't foolishly hang on to. Well, he did it last week. Maybe he'll step back up because we know he doesn't have this long history of that either. But we are in a very unique time when Steeler Nation, right? 
we're in a very unique position with these quarterbacks, and that is why you kind of lean with it. But if that stink is the stink of turnovers, you have to pull him after two. If they're early turnovers, first half turnovers, you got to get him after two. I think if it is just the offense is sluggish, I'm not pulling that. Because I'm saying to myself, Seattle is still a really good team. Sure. They're a well-coached sure. team, and they understand how to minimize attacks at times. They're trying to win kind of like the Steelers yeah. are. And it's going to be a revenge game for somebody over there, too. You know that, man. They got a linebacker who's really fired up, man. Piped up about the situation, all right? Just got to be careful. Oh, he's been tweeting out emojis and stuff. I don't know what he's talking about. I stay up out the game, man, all right? But I just know it's going to be a lot of that going on. So if we start slow, I can understand, all right? We just got to identify where is just the circle at. Where's the circle at, all right? Wait, I thought it was a revenge game for Geno Smith because he lost to Patrick Peterson in LSU. Ah, you're right. I totally missed that one. You're right. Katie tweets us. What up, Katie? Not that I'm still bitter about that WVU-LSU game. <laughs> she says, I'm rooting for Mason. 2019 was a long time ago, and he was really put on the back burner after seven retired. I thought he played well enough to win in that tie against the Lions in 2021. Low-key, he did. I'm glad you brought that remember, up. He, he definitely like did. He 12 hours of prep for that. Uh-huh, and it was in the rain game. For that. Yep, he found out on Saturday that, that Ben uh, had COVID and he yep. was going. It wasn't I like this week where he had one. the whole week to prepare. Uh, and another good point by Katie here. Uh, Saturday was only Mason's eleventh uh, start in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why can't he be the answer if it's not Kenny? Yeah, listen. When I said that earlier, I was a little guilty of of human error, right? And maybe I'm doing the well. Mason was cast aside from the NFL for a reason thing, and that's why I just don't think that the, the franchise mm-hmm. is a. But hey, there've been guys in that position in this but league before that have proven people wrong, it. and he's still only twenty eight. It's not proving anybody wrong. This is the rewriting of his career. Well, that's a good point. This is the Ryan this is Gino, Tannehill. This is Gino Smith the Gino, we yeah. talked about it. Geno Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? We've seen these dudes come out here and actually fail, right? Or be deemed as unsuccessful based on the expectations from when they got brought into this league position and things like that. Sure. So you're not wrong. None of us are wrong. We all saw him fail in that sense, right? This was just the first legitimate re, you know, uh, a chance to reintroduce himself. That's what this was. And ultimately, he showed up in a way that we have never seen him look before. Even when he got the first opportunity to start back in 19, it never looked like this. This is different. This is looking like what we drafted out of Oklahoma State. Mm. That's what makes this intriguing. Where's James Washington right. when you need? But him? you're not wrong though, man. You're not wrong for having that mindset because he does have to show this again. Because otherwise, it was a flash in the pan, and we've seen a lot of those too. No doubt. Long term in the league and recently in the league, right? No doubt. That's Former black never, and gold people that's why too. We're never crowning anybody after one game, or two games, or three because anybody can do it once. Yep. It can happen twice on a fluke, and well, you do it three times. All right, this is cool. But now we're starting to get a little bit of a sample size on you and. You look around the league at whoever was the flavor at certain times, especially in December and November. No doubt. And look at where it's at now, man. No doubt. So that's also a part of it, man. Real quick from Doug. Uh, this is a good point before we take our, our last break of the hour here. Doug says, I don't know if Mason secured the rights to QB1, but I would say he's definitely not QB3. I would start him in Seattle, and the only way I'm pulling him is if he throws multiple interceptions. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, like I said, the turnovers, those are deal breakers. Deal breakers for turnovers are in mandatory, general, but especially yeah. for where this team's at. They're right deal now. breakers at this stage. We can't overcome multiple turnovers, but 
everything else it's got to be on the table man so i do like that i do like that man but uh that will do it for the first hour of today's show when we get back you know we're gonna keep this conversation rolling about mason about the black and gold guys and uh also a pro bowl linebacker we just signed Ooh. as well arthur mounts he said Pro Bowl. Oh, okay. I got Pro Bowl gloves, but I actually didn't make the Pro Bowl. I got Pro Bowl votes. I actually never made the Pro Bowl, though. So, with that being the case, uh, don't touch that doubt. It's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler, and this is Stills Nation Radio, simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM.